Hallelujah. Glory to God. It's so great to see each one of you. We want to wish each of you, each of us, a very Merry Christmas. Turn to someone, say Merry Christmas. Hallelujah. Turn to someone else. Give them a hug if you want to. Say Merry Christmas. Hallelujah. And our kids are here. And they are going to do something also. I see wonderful sweaters also here. Some are lighted up. I mean, that's unique. I want you to. I, I love. And then we are being visited by small angels. All sizes of angels. And that's awesome. So, angels, many years ago, at the birth of Christ, were very much part of it. You may be, of course, you already are seated, so I don't have to tell you to be seated. Uh, but you can stand. And we want to tell all the folks at home. That, I mean, now we are global. I mean, it's wonderful that we have saints joining us from across the world and we want to wish them all, all of you, a merry, very merry Christmas and may the sheltering power of the name of Jesus, of the blood of Jesus just cover you cover our children and it's important we don't take that for granted I feel like the Lord just comes and often says just don't take it for granted Enforce it. Declare it. Declare the glory of the name of Jesus wherever you are because you have authority. All authority has been given unto me, Jesus said. Therefore, go. Make disciples of all nations. And so there is authority is there. Enforce it. Declare it. And I, I, I wanted to, uh, we have focused on two special events. I love both of those aspects. There are several, in fact, but the, where the angels are present. We're going to have a visit from angels even tonight, I mean, to this morning. And uh, and then the other one offered Christmas cards. I love opening Christmas cards. And uh, But depicted on that, it's, I, I want to read that scripture and uh, we'll meditate a little bit on it. Then we're going to have communion. Then we're going to have the children sing. Um, but in the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 2, it says, Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east. Uh, it's, it's nice to know. I mean, this is a specific time. This is real. It happened at a specific time in history in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king. This is part of history. Behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem saying, where is he? Now I'll finish that sentence, but suddenly the, the gospels tell us wise men. It doesn't tell us where exactly are they coming from. And I mean, it's the whole scenario around the wise men is a beautiful wonderful mystery it's you can take certain things and it's like a general statement where, where specifically did they come from 
the Bible doesn't tell you. It just says wise men from the east. And these were, the idea is, these were men of great wisdom. And of course, and then the source of all the wisdom is the Lord himself, wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And, uh, but again, where from? We don't know. From the east. So you get Christmas cards and the, you see the shadowy thing of uh, they are riding camels. Now why camels? Because they used to ride horses also. There's no specifics that they are riding camels. But they come bearing gifts. Now they are following a star. And they come and they say this, saying, Where is he who has been born, King of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. That's just, it's just such a wonderful faith statement. And uh, the, there is a scripture that says in Numbers 24, verse 17, says this. I see him, but not now. I behold him, but not near. A star shall come out of Jacob. A scepter shall rise out of Israel. So these are amazing, great, wise scholars that knew some of the, I mean, the prophetic words that had been said in the past. And this is one of them, that there was going to be a star. And suddenly they see a star. Now they have the wisdom to discern God is speaking to them. And so they pack up their bags, whatever they're packing up, saddlebags, camelbags, I don't know what you call them, but, and they start heading out. And uh, their, their purpose is to worship him. And uh, it says, uh, when Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. So they said to him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet. So the wise men, obviously, I mean, they, they are men of great authority, wisdom. Some say the three wise kings, uh, but they are of the stature of Daniel of old. So they are coming that tradition. Daniel was would have been considered one of the wise men, but this is some time later. But they have the same stature, uh, and so Herod receives them and receives the word they have. But he has different intentions. Uh, so they said to him in Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet. But you, Bethlehem in the land of Judah are not the least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. And he is even today shepherding us. He is the eternal ruler. 
Then Herod, verse 7 says, when he had secretly called the wise men, determined from them what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, go and search carefully for the young child. When you have found him, bring back word to me that I may come and worship him also. This is one of the biggest lies because his intention was not to worship him but to to do harm to the baby. When they heard the king, they departed and behold, the star which they had seen in the east went before them. So either it was hazy for a season and then suddenly it manifested again. Till it came, the star came and led them and stood over where the young child was. Young child. Child is capital. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceedingly great joy. When they had come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary. Bonnie, we're talking about Friday about the tornado that hit the church in Kentucky. Yeah. You probably saw in many of the images that came uh, from the stories of the terrible devastation of the tornado in the several states and many towns and cities. There was uh, one of the churches that was completely destroyed. Here's a picture. Um, and you can see the surround around it of uh, more devastation. But um, standing in front of the church is their statue of Mary and her baby. And you can think about it, and certainly I did, as a reminder of the promise that we celebrate at Christmas, that ultimately through every generation, in every storm, the Lord is faithful and his promise stands. And the image of her there with her baby standing serenely is such a contrast, such a, a beautiful picture of as I said, the promise of God. And it, it, it reminds us of the Magnificat, the Song of Mary in Luke, in Luke's um, Gospel, chapter uh, uh, 1. And we hardly pay attention to it except at Christmas time. But her song, and in fact, the singing in Scripture, throughout Scripture, the first song sung in Scripture is a song about the Lord fulfilling His promise and being victorious. Um, you, you know it. It's in Exodus, and it's interesting because the song of Moses in Exodus 15, he's, it says, Moses and the children of Israel sang this song to the Lord, saying, I will sing to the Lord, for He has triumphed gloriously. The horse and its rider he has thrown into the sea. The Lord is my strength and song. He has become my salvation. He is my God and I will praise him. My father's God and I will exalt him. The Lord is a man of war. The Lord is his name. And those are the same themes that are in Mary's song, the Magnificat, that again, we don't tend to pay much attention to except at Christmas time. But she says, my soul magnifies the Lord. 
my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has regarded the lowest state of his handmaiden. And you know that Mary was probably 12 or 13 years old at this time, which was not, um, it, which was typical in that time that uh, young girls were betrothed very early. And if you think about it, she said, he that is mighty has done great things for me and holy is his name. Remember that at this time, she would have just come into Elizabeth's house and those two women were experiencing and testifying, witnessing to one another of what the Lord was doing. But in reality, in, in the surround, the things that Mary lived through and believing in the promise of God, this promise that was coming to pass was literally about 4,000 years in coming. It was the first promise to Eve when he said that your seed will crush the serpent's head. And then 2,000 years after that, his promise to Abraham about his seed. And then about 2,000 years after that, the angel comes to Mary. And so one of the big messages about Christmas and why it is a time of singing and rejoicing is because Christmas is a continual or a perpetual reminder and testimony that ultimately God fulfills his promises that he's true to his word and that though he tarry he is faithful and he is coming and so right now on the calendar we are in Advent season which in the high church um, traditions, the liturgical traditions, is a long, uh, a lengthy season beginning at the end of November, going all the way up to Christmas, where daily and weekly the church worship is anticipating the coming of the Lord, and it's it's the idea of contrasting the reality of sitting presently in darkness. It says deep darkness surrounded the people, and then suddenly a light came. So we are on the calendar in that season of while recognizing difficulties, darkness, if you will, all the themes of Advent speak of victory over death in the grave, of delivering the prisoners from the prison cell, of light about to come while darkness is yet present. And so it's a time for all of us in every station of life and in every circumstance to take hope again and to open our eyes and be anticipating the light coming to us, the light shining brightly. And therefore, we can sing. Now, Mary, even to the end of her life, there were people in her own community who never believed her story. And Jesus was considered by many of the people that she had known as being an illegitimate child. So we can see there also that when the Lord comes to us and when his word comes to us, we have to respond and exercise faith. And when we do, there is an opening, an entrance made for us to step out of darkness and into the light. And that's something that happens continually by the Holy Spirit. So this Christmas, we take hope afresh. We humble ourselves as Mary did to receive the word of the Lord, to receive his promise and blessing, and to harmonize with it, to agree with it. And in that way, despite our circumstances, despite what we're seeing in the world, we can find a song. 
and we can say with Moses, the same song that sung at the, la the first song and last song are Moses and the Lamb, and, and Revelation 15 repeats Moses' song at the end of the book, but in between we find the song of Mary um, rejoicing that the Lord is true to his promise, and she says, he has put the mighty down from their seats and exalted those of humble status, filling the hungry with good things, sending the rich away empty, helping his servant in remembrance of his mercy as he promised our fathers Abraham and his seed forever. So Christmas Amen. is a time of singing because the promise of God is sure. And the word here tells us that as they were following the star, they rejoiced exceeding with exceedingly great joy because it stood over the young child. And when they had come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented gifts to him, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And that's where we, because there were three types of gifts, uh, gold, frankincense, and myrrh, we kind of concluded the tradition that there were three wise men or three kings. We three kings from the Orient is one of the songs. Uh, when I was in college, that was a way, one of our favorites to sing at Christmas time. Anyway, uh, then being divinely warned, so it is not just some thought that they had, well, maybe the king is not very happy about the birth of this Savior. The, it was divine warning from, the, from God himself saying, this king's intentions are not good. And this baby is going to live and is going to come into ministry and is going to be the Messiah. That amazing with signs and miracles. So they were warned by God, warned by God that they should not return to Herod. They departed for their own country another way. And that's uh, when we truly have a revelation. And then it's really amazing, as you see, in our lives we have had a chance to live, I mean, and, and I mean to see multiple thousands and thousands come to Jesus Christ. And I've been close to at geographically very close to them and literally you can see some who have not been very happy to be there and they have come from a somewhat of a different kind of philosophy and suddenly their eyes change and the hate goes out of and then love comes and you, can, you can't believe what you're seeing until you see it and how the message of the Lord and the love and the life that is in Jesus comes into an individual's life. And this is the example in these three wise. In fact, tradition tells, named in certain dramas and all that, Casper and Melchior and Balthazar were the supposedly their names and long traditions. In fact, certain traditions in history say there were officially baptized by Thomas. And then 
when they had a, lived a long life, but they were buried, and their remains were buried in Constantinople. I mean, these are all traditions. But it's fun to look at it. But the main thing for us today that speaks to us, I believe, is that they were divinely led. There was a supernatural leadership. And I bet when they were packing the bags on their big caravan, I don't know whether it was horses or camels, but the people were asking them, where are you going? Um, kind of, we have an idea. But they didn't know exactly. We are following a star. Wherever the star leads us, that's where we're going to find the Savior. And it was important for their lives and for those people at that time to be able to get to worship the King of Glory. And, uh, and as they were led by the star, I just want you to know that we are led by the Holy Spirit. And He never fails us. So at this time, we need to encourage each other that we have. We have something even more greater than the star, the third, third person of the Godhead, the Holy Spirit guiding us daily in the midst of this. All different kinds of turmoil going on but it's all works in the flesh. But it's the Lord himself. And his word continuously throughout from Exodus, from Genesis to Exodus and onwards, Numbers and, and Psalms and Isaiah, he tells us, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. I am there. My word has been promised. And... Uh, so, and there is a transformation in their lives. We, we can may want, anticipate coming to the Lord in one way. You will go out a different way. Just like these guys, mm -hmm. they changed it. way they were going to go home. So Herod may not discover the location of this child named Jesus Christ. And, and it is. It's, a, it's like everything that the Lord does. If we look... Uh, or gaze intently into his word or his acts, what he does. There are always so many things that speak to us directly. And this uh, significant um, revelation or epiphany, if you will, that these kings, like you said, they came with a particular intention, following in faith. But then when they encountered the one they were seeking, it redirected, he or he redirected their path. And I mean, that's, that's an example of what you know, happens in our lives. And the gifts that they brought, those three gifts were kingly gifts. They were all very costly. And because they were kings bringing gift to uh, anticipation to a king went to Herod, there wouldn't have been little tiny boxes probably. They were probably an abundance of things, but the the aspect of gold, which was the gift of kings, is about wealth and power or strength, enduring strength, if you will. And then the myrrh, obviously, represents suffering and contradiction uh, and the, the possibility of healing. And frankincense, the incense, is an idea of worship or faith, spiritual faith. And so when you see 
even in that, you know, the symbolism of the kind of gifts that they brought and, and uh, the journey that they made in order to offer these things, that inspires us towards our continuum. People don't mention this, but I think some of the others, gifts they brought, I bet they brought some cookies that the baby would enjoy. It's, just, it's gifts for the baby, right? Would you consider, I mean, I'm just adding that on, my small opinion, that, you know, I, I bet someone, one of his servants, whatever, they said the baby will enjoy these cookies, maybe cakes. I, this is a very original addendum <laughs> to the what the word says. We, the word is superior to any opinion. Just want you to know. But would you not? Well, anyway, we we will stay on the traditional things. But they had uh, from the church that. Seven legendary prayer responses in in the old church. I mean, in the ancient. You're talking ancient about church. during Advent. The, yeah. The O antiphons. The antiphonies. They right. Call them. And and, and um, the traditionally, uh, Mary's song is the center of the worship and the themes at this time of year, leading up to Christmas Day. But then, uh, uh, together with it. Um, for seven days, literally um, through Christmas Eve, there are specific little pieces of, of poetry that many of us in our traditions, I mean, I was raised in the Acapella Church of Christ, and we didn't have the high church liturgical traditions, but these traditions go, that are still celebrated today by many, many Christian streams of Christianity, go back 1800 years um and and the, some of the primary thought though i had from my impression was there was seven major prayers uh -huh. that they would pray for the the coming correct we need we those who sat in darkness right are going to receive a great light and in the 1800s when the hymn o come o come emmanuel was written it was literally written from those seven uh, poems or proclamations or songs that were sung, you know, for a couple of thousand years, well, almost, um, for, for hundreds, a uh, couple of thousand almost years. But I'll, I'll just um, say, as in the, the verses of O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, um, the, for on December 17th, it starts with, Oh, wisdom coming forth from the mouth of the Most High. Come and teach us the way of prudence. So you can see that anticipation of coming. Advent means come, Vinny. Um, and then on December 18th, Oh, Adonai, so our Lord. part of the title, The Wonderful Counselor. I would attach to it. Mm -hmm. But anyway, Oh, wisdom. Lord, leader of come Israel, forth. come redeem us with an outstretched arm. And it refers back to Moses at the burning bush and Sinai. And then on December 19th, O root or branch of Jesse, which is from Isaiah, standing as an ensign among the people, before you kings will shut their mouths and nations will make their prayer. Come and deliver us. Delay no longer. So it's it's this intercession towards One the advent of God. One of the notable ones. Uh, we had a little time to review some of those things, but in December 18th, 
was O Adonai, leader of the house of Israel, who appeared to Moses in the fire, uh-huh. the burning bush, and gave him the law on Sinai. Come and redeem us with outstretched arm. Which goes directly back to Moses' song in Exodus and Mary's repeating of, of that song that also ends our scripture in Revelation. So December 20th, uh, O Key of David, or Brighton, uh, Key of David, scepter of the house of Israel, you open and no one can shut. Say he opens. And, you open. and no one can shut. And so we see right in that theme, again, the anticipation, the hope of the Advent season. Come and lead the prisoners from the prison house, those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death. And I, you know, I shared with Pastor Mahesh that I have in my heart some of the uh, persons, many persons that are, are suffering right now, the tornado victims. Um, waiting for restoration to come, waiting for help and assistance and encouragement to come in the midst of their devastation. The special immigrant visas that were left in uh, Afghanistan, many of those ones who helped America for 20 years that were suddenly abandoned and are waiting now in darkness, if you will, fearing for their lives for help to come. I was thinking of those ones making the land journey like the kings that followed the star. May the Lord at this season hear their prayer. The migrant crisis, Joseph and Mary making this journey, the kings making this journey with many fraught dangers, and the migrant crisis that is increasing around the world is stunning like no other time in history where whole families are leaving their homes taking their children and in some terrible cases literally giving away or selling their children in order to move to a strange and foreign place with the hopes of resettling in a better life or something so this is this is a time when christmas really means a lot and then for me i think of and pray for the january 6th prisoners i i'm very concerned about the whole dynamic around that ordeal and I am holding to the promise of God for the prisoners for them uh, at this time and then of course many of you know our our friend Christine Potter has graduated to be with the Lord and her celebration uh, is today this afternoon it'll be live streamed at 2 p.m. but the whole message of Advent is deliverance from death ultimately so it is Though we sit in darkness, we have seen a great light, and we're looking towards the promise of God and His faithfulness. And the prayer for December 19th was, O root of Jesse, standing as a sign among the peoples. Before you, kings will shut their mouths. Yeah. And I, I, I like the idea. For us, this is important because there are all kinds of people trying to give us wisdom for us, for our children, and I want to hear the wisdom of the Lord, Amen. and that's superior to all other um, human kinds of instruction, some for their own interests rather than the interests of the people, but the Lord is for us, for you, and we are hearkening to His voice and His promises during this time. And that's where December 20th says, O key of David and scepter of the house of Israel, you open and no one can shut. You shut 
and no one can open. Come and lead the prisoners from the prison house. Those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death will see when we pray. Even today, we'll see the great light. And then going on to that from December 21st, O Dayspring, splendor of light, eternal and son of righteousness, come and enlighten those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death. And he is the bringer of life and healing and resurrection glory. O King of the nations, it goes on, and their desire, the cornerstone, making both one, come and save the human race which you fashioned from clay. So the Lord is the one who is king, eternal, and we worship him just like the three wise kings, three or whatever, three gifts, three wise men worshipped him. They chose the best thing. And today we want to say to the Lord, Lord, we choose you. You are the Savior. And like those, if you want to call them Casper and Melchior and Balthazar, whatever the tradition say, we choose with them to come and worship the child that was with Mary. I like the picture we saw uh, illustrating the Lord is with us, whatever happens around, and that we are together. And that we celebrate. Say celebrate. Celebrate. Say Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Amen. So what we're going to do, we're going to worship the Lord in communion. We are uh, going to receive an offering for the house. So be ready to sow your tithes and the offerings. Um, and then we're going to have the children come and share with us. We're going to be wonderful. So I'm so glad we can be here and that this is part of our Christmas, being together. And especially at this time, where so many families have gone through challenges, we are one family. And it's Jesus who has made us a special family. I being a real, I mean, some you came from a tradition, your parents, your grandparents were Christians, mine were not. And it's such a wonderful thing to come. I felt almost like an orphan. Even though I had a wonderful family, my father and mother were very good people. And yet, there is something about salvation. And out of darkness, light. And there is no doubt, whatever background, once you find Jesus, there is no one like him. And we choose to worship him. Hallelujah. And it came to pass in those days that went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. And this taxing was first made when Cyrenius was governor of Syria. And all went to be taxed, every one into his own city. 
Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea under the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. So it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished, that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son, wrapped him in swaddling clothes, laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. There were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. Lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. This shall be a sign unto you, you shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. Let's sing together. Skies with angelic hosts proclaim 
Christ is born in Bethlehem. Hark the herald angels sing, glory to the newborn clap will you just give them a big cheer awesome God, that was so good so I'm going to request we're going to pray over this wonderful food um, but if you will bring those baskets again empty them but bring them up here what we're going to do we have a wonderful little member of the flock it just stands out and the angels being with us I'm not going to forget that for a long time. The shiny wings. It's awesome. It's an aspect of the glory. But what uh, we are working closely with, uh, uh, we're going to take a special offering uh, right now for the victims of the tornado. A special Christmas gift to lift up the victims of the tornado. Uh, and we're going to give that directly to a church in the area working daily to provide ministry. So thank you for these. And you can make the checks out to ANC because all of this will go to help the tornado wake victims. We have the people who are going to do this and who are working daily in that area. So 
if you will, we Father, we thank you. You're making it possible for us to help these victims. This offering will go to bless all of those. We thank you, Father. And so you can take a little envelope from behind you and make a check out or however you want to do it. Do it to giveallnationschurch.us give.allnationschurch.us You can do it this way on the on your iPhone or iPad. Give.allnationschurch.us if you will. Thank you. Hallelujah. Um, and so well, we can, can we sing Emmanuel? We have that. And you can, as long, as soon as you are um, written out your offering, you can bring it over. Feel free to it. With. Father, we bless this food we are going to receive. Thank you, Lord, that we can celebrate the birth of Jesus together. We adore you, Lord. We thank you that Jesus has come to bring light into darkness, even today. And he is supernatural. He was raised from the dead, alive forevermore. King of kings, king of glory, we bow to you and your majesty. Loose your mighty work. Loose your mighty name and the power and the glory into, through all our lives. Let there be joy and blessing and healing now and in the coming days. Oh, thank you, Lord. We say, come. Oh, come, Emmanuel. The Lord with us. God is with us, Emmanuel. Thank you, Lord. And we bless this offering. In Jesus' name, amen. So whenever you finish that offering, come on, bring it up. Put it in the baskets here. Or, like I said, give by iPhone. Give.allnationschurch.us. Amen. Michael. Thank you.